Hello and welcome to the SHIELD Podcast, Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement and Logistics Division Podcast. Today's topic will be about Stan Lee, the Cameo King. Our guest joining us from SWORD, Sentient World Observation and Response Department, his name is Mr. Doctor. Hello. So good to finally kill, I mean meet you. Same. It is truly nice to meet you. Alright, to get started, who was Stan Lee? Stan Lee was a myth, a legend, a hero. Stan Lee the Manly, also known as Stan Lee Martin Lieber, created many of the world's most well-known heroes such as Thor, Iron Man, and the one he's most proud of, Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man really his most proud creation? Well, it was the first well-known superhero who was a teenager, dealing with teenage issues, as well as the first superhero comic to break the comic code. Before we get too deep into the comic code, let's talk about Lieber's childhood. Okay, fine. Born on December 20th, 1922, in Manhattan, New York, New York, he was a poor boy in a poor family during the Great Depression. Is it true that he most of his childhood reading and creating fictional stories? Yes. He would read such things as Charles Dickens, Mark Twain, and Edgar Allan Poe. He also listened to radio shows, as television had not been widespread yet. As he's growing up, it was his dream to write the next great American novel, keeping the same throughout his childhood. When he finished school, he started writing for a living after, well, he joined Timely Comics, which would later become Marvel Comics. So, when he joined Timely Comics, what is his role to the company? When he joined the company known as Timely Comics in 1939, he worked as an assistant for Jack Kirby, co-creator for many well-known heroes, and Joe Simon, known for his creation of Captain America. His first experience in writing comics came from writing Captain America comics during the Second World War. After Joe Simon and Jack Kirby left Timely Comics, Stanley was promoted to editor. In 1942, he joined World War II. What did he do in the war, actually? In the war, he mostly wrote inspirational songs and instructional videos for training. He also wrote a poster telling troops to go to Pro Station to defend against VD. One of our sources say that after he came back from the war, he took back his own job as editor of Timely Comics, and in 1947, he met his future wife, Joanne, while he was looking for another person to do a blind date. What does that mean? It means that he was supposed to meet someone else for the blind date, but he met Joanne and hit it off. Um. <clears throat> oh. Later, after flying down to Reno so that she could divorce her husband fast, Stan went down after hopes, in hopes of marrying her fast as one of, of one of the letters she sent him started with, Hello, Jack. They went to a divorce office that went right next door to get married. They got married and went back to New York. Stan was a feisty man. Going back to what, he, what, what was said a while ago, what was the comic code? Glad you asked, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Stark. All right, Mr. Stark. Well, the comic code was a code that prevented what could go into comic books, such as drugs, sex, violence, and anything else that they might deem bad for children. It was started by Frederick Wortham, a German psychologist who combined reading comic books with child delinquency. There is no evidence to support this. He even wrote a book about this, which is how he got to talk in front of a Senate committee, talking about how comics were influencing young minds, although sometimes the evidence was extremely flimsy. Despite the flimsy evidence, it worked, and in 1954, the Comic Code Authority was created to censor comics for young minds, essentially knocking out several popular comic brands, such as horror. The Comic Code playing a big role in stories being created and told, this did not influence Stan, right? Or did it? No. He was focused mainly on creating comics that everyone could relate to, such as romance and generic superhero stories. I read an article saying that all it all changed, though. In 1971, when Stan got a letter from the Department of Health and Sanitation, which meant he had to go against the comic code. Yes. He was asked to write a comic based around drugs and how they were bad. Is it true 
This is what led him to create a three-part Spider-Man story with a subplot of anti-drugs, which even though it was anti-drug, the comic code still didn't want him to publish it. So he did what he thought was right. Kill them all. No, God no. The source further saying that he published the comic, which was the first one to be published without the seal, leading to beginning of the end of the comic's code. Enough talk about the comic code. We all know Stanley as the cameo king, but before that, when did Stanley become famous? Well, his first Fantastic Four in 1961 really mm -hmm. put Marvel back on the map. They were the first really successful heroes Marvel had created in a long time. They were the answer to DC's Justice League, who were really taking off. In his usual fashion, Stan focused on the in-costume and out-of-costume aspect of their lives, while everyone else was focused mainly on in-costume heroes. And was this before the comic code or after? All of this was during, as the comic code was created in 1954, and the Fantastic Four, Stanley's first original superheroes, were created in 1961. The comic code would not go fully out of circulation until 2011, when DC dropped it, although almost everyone else had got rid of it long beforehand. Who was next in Stanley's list of heroes? Well, in 1962, Stanley created the Incredible Hulk, a kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, who was graying the first issue, and then turned green in the next with no information. And that's how we stayed. And what about Spider-Man? At the beginning of this episode, you talked about how Stanley was proud of his creation of Spider-Man. When did he create him? Still in 1962, Spider-Man was created with some hesitation from the head of Marvel, and has since become one of the most beloved characters in the comic universe. The first comic, Spider-Man comic went for $1.1 million in an auction in 2011. After that, he decided to make someone with, more, with a power level equal to Hulk, and that is how Thor was created. He also created such heroes as Ant-Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, and the X-Men, with so many more heroes and villains to go along with them. Didn't he create Iron Man 2? Yes, and he even named Iron Man's assistant after his, Friday. Did Stan, the man, ever become a chairman of Marvel? After all, after all the work he put into it. Yes, in 1985, Stan became the chairman of Marvel. His new position allowed him to make more decisions on comics being published. Huh? So when did he start showing up on TV or, or in movies? Well, I'm glad you asked. While the first movie Marvel Studios published was Blade, released in 1998, the first Marvel movie he appeared in was Spider-Man in 2002, saving little girl from some falling debris. After that, he's appeared in almost every Marvel movie to date, making him one of the most recognizable faces in modern media. Due to his growing popularity in media, he showed up in other films slash TV shows outside of Marvel, such as The Simpsons, which everyone always shows up in, Family Guy, Big Bang Theory, Princess Diaries, and Mallrats. Those men are just a few of the cameos he made in pop made in pop culture and media. Adding upon what Starkey Boy here said, alongside his booming popularity, Marvel grew as well. Stan being the face of the company. And when Iron Man came out, it was the first in a long line of interconnected movies that would span around 10 years. Yes, but Stanley didn't create those movies, but he did help in character design and stage design. He did play roles in those movies, but not major, but legendary roles. So, what was Stanley's last creation? Stanley's last cameo was in Avengers Endgame. But his last hero that he created was a Chinese hero called Jewel, which he was working on when it, with his daughter. But he passed away before he could finish designing her. Stanley passed away in 12th November 2018. His final cameo in the biggest movie Marvel series have ever made, Endgame. The man came from an average family at the time with nothing more but a dream. 
He didn't write the next American novel, but he, he did. Stanley passed away in 12th of November, 2018. His final cameo in the biggest movie Marvel Studios had made, Endgame. The man came from an average family at the time with nothing much but a dream. He didn't write the next big American novel, but he did write the big next world. Well, oh yeah, um, Stanley created many things more. He wrote some comics for DC, imagining their heroes as he would do it. He spoke in countless countries in front of millions of people. And he even got a medal from President of the United States George W. Bush in 2008. That just shows you how successful Stanley really was yeah. in the world. Well, that's all the time we have left. Thank you, for, thank you Agent Mr. Doc, Doctor, for coming in to, to, talk, to talk to us today. No problem. I needed to join you guys anyway. Um, okay. Well, anyway, thank you and tune in next time when we discuss the history of all the secret organizations in Marvel and my demonstration <laughs> on yodeling. A racist came from the amazing, fantastic, incredible, and marvelous memoir by Stan Lee. Thank you and goodbye. Good night. Adding. Adding, Adding poets. Adding, Adding poets.